My name is Merrill Dubrow, CEO of Mark Research and the chair of the MSMR Program Advisory Board at Michigan State University. I am really excited to be part of Spartan Insights. Spartan Insights is a series of podcasts that I'll be hosting and interviewing one of the 350 alumni and 60 board members from the Michigan State Marketing Research Program. Today's guest on Spartan Insights is none other than Rich Spring, interim department chair at Department of Marketing, Michigan State University, academic director for the MSMR program. Rich, welcome to Spartan Insights. Thanks, Merrill. It's great to be here. All right, bud. So I got to ask you this. I've known you for many, many years, and I've never asked you this question, which is, you know, when I was growing up, Rich, I grew up at Fenway Park in Boston, Massachusetts. So, you know, I have a funny accent. And I always wanted to play left field for the Red Sox. So I always wanted to fall in the footsteps of Ted Williams and Kyle Yastrzemski and Jim Rice, to mention three stars and amazing athletes. When you were growing up, did you say, hey, I want to be a professor? I want to be a professor at Michigan State. Did you fulfill your dream? Was this it? No, I actually, I never really thought much about being a professor. It wasn't until I was working for a number of years and then I was getting an MBA part-time. And in one of those courses in marketing research, as a matter of fact, the chair of the department where I was getting my MBA was teaching that class. And at the end of the class, he asked me if I'd ever thought about an academic career. And I said, no, I've never thought about that. And he said, well, you might want to consider it because I think you might be good at it. So I did think about it. I finished the MBA and then, you know, got to know the chair of the department. And he offered me a two-year position as an instructor. So this is for somebody who has an MBA coming into a university primarily just to teach. So I thought it would be a good idea to try it out before I really made a commitment to a PhD program. So I did that for two years. I found out that I really liked the academic environment, just the intellectual stimulation of that. And I liked the teaching part of it. So at that point, I applied to and got into a PhD program at Indiana University, and I went there for four years for my PhD. When I came out, I had some geographic kind of desires in terms of where I went. Basically, did not really want to go anywhere south of the Mason-Dixon line, somewhere up into the northern part of the country. And I was very fortunate to get a job offer at Michigan State University. So that's where I started my academic career, and I've been here ever since. So I got to ask you, when the Hoosiers are playing Michigan State, are you bleeding green or are you bleeding red? Green. Early on in my career at Michigan State, so I was probably here for maybe three years or two years, something like that. I was out to lunch with a bunch of the faculty and one of the senior faculty members who actually had three degrees from Michigan State and was a professor here. We were all talking basketball and Michigan State was playing Indiana that week. And I think there was maybe something in my voice that indicated I was a little bit too positive about Indiana. And he looked at me and he said, when we play Indiana, who are you going to be rooting for? And I said, well, you know, I mean, I still know all the names of the guys from Indiana. I mean, I've been kind of following their careers, so probably Indiana. And he looked at me and he said, do they send you a paycheck every month? And he was not kidding. He was very serious. He did not appreciate that lack of loyalty. So shortly after that, I became just a straight out Spartan and root for them. All right. Well, listen, go Spartans. That's awesome. So I know I've been involved with the Michigan State MSMR program for about five years. Give us the history of the program. Like, what did it start? Was it nine or 10 years ago, Rich? And give us a little history of how it started and how that came to be. The idea started back in 2008, and the department faculty really wanted to develop a master's program. That's something that a lot of schools and departments were doing, and we thought that would be a good idea. 
our inclination was that we wanted to start a program in marketing research because we're all marketing faculty members and we do research. And so we think we know a lot about marketing research. Well, it turns out that those are somewhat different. Academic or publishing is kind of different than practical marketing research. But anyway, at the same time, Michael Brereton, who was at that time the CEO of Merit's Research, had been coming into some of our classes talking because he had a passion for developing the next generation of marketing researchers. And he'd been kind of going around different schools, talking to faculty about developing a MS in marketing research. So he'd been involved with the advisory boards at some of the other schools that offered that. And there just simply weren't enough students being generated from these other programs. And so he wanted to see more programs. So I clearly remember the first time that we had a meeting, Michael came in and some of the other faculty were there. And we talked about this idea and that was the genesis of it. So over the next couple of years, we developed the program. We were unfortunately trying to start a program in a very difficult economic times. This was a time at the university where departments were being eliminated and we were coming to the university folks asking to start a new master's program. So they were not very receptive. And what really won the day is that we had letters from industry practitioners, pretty high level folks who simply said, this is not just a strange idea by a couple of faculty members. There really is a need for this. Industry really needs well-trained marketing researchers, and there just simply aren't enough of them. And that won the day. So university went ahead and approved it. We started it in 2011 with one cohort of, I think, 19 students. And from there, over a couple of years, we grew that. And then we wanted to offer an online program that was part-time for students that are currently working. So we developed that next. And then we really had a pretty high demand for the full-time program such that we couldn't handle it all in one cohort. So we started a second full-time cohort. At that time, we had a full-time cohort that started in the fall, a full-time cohort that started in the spring, and then an online part-time cohort that started in May. Wow. So let me ask you a question. You know, when I think of Mark Research, and if we were talking on 1-1-2022 and 2021 is a thing of the past, in the history books. And you said, hey, did you have a successful year? And I said, yeah, we did. We had great customer stat scores. We had unbelievable revenue. It grew by 22%. Our profit was incredible. You know, that's easy for me to identify success. When you think of the program, 2021, and in a year from now, you said to me, hey, we had a really successful year with the program. What is that success? What are those goals? What is success to you with regard to the program? Well, I think it really revolves around quality of the program rather than quantity. Right now, we're between 35 and 40 students in each cohort, and that's really about as big as we want to get those, primarily because we want a lot of interaction with students and the faculty. We want interaction between the students and our advisory board, and so the numbers don't really need to grow. Success would be able to find really good first jobs for the students who graduate from the program. One of the things we track is the percentage of students who get jobs within the first three months and in the first six months. And when you go over three months, it's almost 100%. When you go to six months, it's virtually 100%. So that's one of the things that we track very closely is job placement. And then we also track the salary levels of the students and build those up as high as we can. We want this to be a program that really enhances the earning capability of the students. And so that's one of the things we track. We also track the student satisfaction. We ask them about how satisfied they were with the program. And we talk with the employers, particularly employers for students in the internships and 
and find out how satisfied they were with the students and what is it that the student didn't know that they should have known. And we use that feedback every single year to make adjustments to the program so that we are delivering the product that the employers really want to see. That is great. You know, the program with Jeff and Michael Brereton and Dawn, yourself, all the professors, all the cohorts, the way that this program has expanded to be the number one MSMR program in the world in less than 10 years. That's pretty impressive, right? That is impressive. And I think that there's a number of reasons for that. One of the reasons that I think we've been very successful is that we have a different model than a lot of programs in academia. And don't want to get too far into the weeds in how academic programs work. But in essence, the way that our program works is that we get the revenue of the tuition, the university takes a cut, the dean takes a cut, and then with whatever's left over, we have that to use to run the program. So it is very much like a small business. And so we make decisions that are going to enhance the value of the business rather than if we make extra money, it just disappears into the university hierarchy. So all of the faculty members in the Department of Marketing have a vested interest in the success of the program. That's a pretty fundamental advantage that we have. And one of the reasons I think that we've been very focused on succeeding. A second thing is that we developed a great advisory board. And that happened because we started with a core of people who really supported the program right from the start. And they got their friends and colleagues to join the advisory board. So when you compare our advisory board with most advisory boards for MS programs, we have a much larger and much more senior advisory board. So we have the kinds of people sitting in the room for advisory board meetings that when the advisory board makes a decision about something, they can go back to their organizations and say, this is what we're going to do. And that's what happens. So that's been a tremendous advantage. And obviously people that rise to the top of organizations are very talented people. And that's the reason why they've gotten to the position that they are. And so bringing those skills and abilities into our advisory board has made that relationship, I think, a really, really important part of our success. That group also helps make sure that we are providing the kind of education to students that is in demand by industry. So they know what they are looking for in employees. And so they can tell us, here's what we want you to teach the students. And so that really helps keep our program really cutting edge, really progressive. And then I think the last thing is we have been very blessed to have Jessica as our program director for a number of years, I think five years or six years, something like that now. So there are a lot of master's programs here at the Broad College. They all have, I think, really great program directors, but Jessica really stands out. She stands out in terms of her competence, in terms of how nice she is. Her care and commitment to the students is something that the students frequently mentioned when they graduate. She is a great salesperson. So when students are talking to her about joining the program, her enthusiasm for the industry and the program is something that really helps in the recruiting process. So, you know, I think we've got a number of different things. Maybe the final thing would be that we've been able to attract some industry executives to teach in the program. So we have a I think a very nice blend between academic PhDs, tenure track faculty members, and folks that have spent several decades in the marketing research industry. So these folks come in with a great deal of knowledge, a great deal of leadership knowledge and experience in marketing research. And they are able to kind of convey that to the students in terms of kind of the practical nature of marketing research. So it's that blend between the practice and the kind of the core academic discipline that I think is needed 
looking for a really well-trained marketing research professional today. It's that partnership between the two that I think has been very successful for us. That's great. That's great, Rich. There's so many good key takeaways there. I really appreciate that. And I know the listeners are going to really enjoy that. If I had to guess, they're going to probably hit rewind a few times and make sure they capture everything. What do you think are the must-have qualifications to be a great researcher in today's business environment? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think it still is a characteristic of curiosity. I think that's one of the things that we look for in the admissions process, somebody who's curious about other people. One of our grads, Jackie Weber, who has been on one of the podcasts, talks about when she was in a sales internship, she constantly would ask the person that she was working with, well, why are we doing it that way? Why are we doing it that way? And the person that was supervising her didn't have an answer. So it was that level of curiosity that told her, I need to maybe look for a different career. So I think that curiosity is really an important component. Business acumen is really important. And I think getting more and more important. It used to be 10, 15 years ago that there were at least some marketing researchers who are technically very good, but they really didn't look at the bigger picture about how the research is going to impact business decisions. And I think that's changed. I think most client firms now are asking for their research partners to be people that really understand how is this going to be used to help my business. So the business acumen obviously is important, but more of a difficult thing for students to pick up in the classroom. So as a result, we really emphasize the internship for the students to get a real world experience, but we also incorporate within the program a number of real world projects. So again, this is where our advisory board helps us in coming up with projects that students can work on where they have a real client, their real business decisions that are being made as a result of the research. And so it helps to build out that business acumen for the students. The last thing is that that I still think that marketing researchers need to be grounded in the basics of marketing research. There are so many new tools and so many new methods that are being developed all the time. There needs to be somebody in the organization that can say, wait a minute, that's not right. That's a bridge too far in terms of kind of violations of basic principles of marketing research. So that's where that kind of basic grounding in marketing research has to be there. They're going to be faced with all kinds of new methods and techniques, and they need that understanding of the basics to be able to really accurately judge the techniques and the tools that are being used in their firms. That's great, Rich. I appreciate that. So let's end with this. What is you know, Rich's best advice, best practices that you would give to the current students of the MSMR program. Yeah, I think that I would say a couple of things. Well, obviously do well in your classes. So pay attention to your classes and get good grades. You never know when one of your professors can really help you with a recommendation or steer you towards a job. So you want to kind of have good relationships there. I would really encourage them to think carefully about their relationships with the other people in the program. Marketing research is a fairly small community. And I think that they're going to find during their careers that they're going to run up against a lot of the same people over and over. There may be somebody that is currently one of their classmates that someday they may be trying to sell their services to. Either they want to be hired by that person or they want to sell their firm's services to that person. And the relationship that they have and that they've developed from the program may be 
something that will really help that process or really hurt that process. So I encourage the students to kind of really think carefully about developing that network in the program by performing as well as they possibly can in all the coursework. So I think those would probably be the two main pieces of advice. Staying caught up on what's going on, you know, reading widely, looking at things that are new in marketing research, just being aware of what's going on. Marketing research changes so fast that if they take a three or four year break after they get out of the program and aren't staying caught up, they're going to be woefully behind. So staying caught up and paying attention to kind of what's going on in the world around them, I think would be helpful as well. That's great, Rich. Rich, I can't thank you enough. I so appreciate your time today on Spartan Insights. My name is Merrill Dubrow. Thanks for listening.